I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike, final half hour of uh, the program for the week. Oh my gosh, if I'm honest with you, I was so uh, wrapped up in the past hour that I totally forgot uh, to get excited for the weekend. I I was so transfixed by uh, the expertise that we heard delivered uh, by all these medical professionals. And in terms of planning, just to give you a little kind of behind the scenes of how today's program came together, uh, many of the conversations which you just heard over the past hour, uh, they came uh, about almost accidentally. Uh, Amy and I, producer Amy, uh, we had set out to plan uh, a day where you know we looked at certainly some of the immunization stuff. We have seen uh, there's been some conversation about uh, when and, and if and how long it will take and this and that, all regarding the vaccine to the coronavirus. And so the very basic question was, uh, one that we have discussed and debated here on this program before, all right, once it's, once it's available, who gets it first? And from there, uh, things uh, just evolved into uh, a wonderful hour of information delivered by uh, experts from the Salt Lake Department of Health, uh, the Utah Department of Health, uh, another Salt Lake County Health Department representative talked to us uh, about her experience in 2009 as very difficult decisions were made then about who should be the first on the list to receive uh, a vaccine for the H1N1 virus. And, well, uh, similar decisions are having to be made right now. Uh, also spoke for a moment there, uh, the final conversation just before the break, you heard uh, we spoke with Jacob Farron, a nurse with Intermountain Healthcare, uh, and not just any nurse, but he was one of the few that when New York City needed help, needed Utah's help, he and a select few others hopped on an airplane, went out there, and lent their expertise to healing those who were suffering in New York City. Uh, just a remarkable uh, young man doing some remarkable work. And if you want to hear any of that, you want to hear any of that again, I insist you make your way to kslnewsradio.com or wherever you download your apps on your iPhone or your Android or wherever it is, uh, and you listen to uh, this past hour. We'll have that podcast up shortly. Uh, I want you to hear all of the great information delivered there, including this. Uh, including this. This might be, in terms of like breaking news, maybe the biggest bit of information we gleaned over the past hour. And this one uh, came from uh, Rich Lake, an immunization program manager for the Utah the Department of Health. He said that according to a phone call he had just yesterday with uh, the CDC, that there is a chance, there is a chance that here in Utah that we may be receiving our first doses of a coronavirus vaccine by the end of October. 
by the end of October, we here in Utah could be receiving vaccine. And then he uh, laid out a more lengthy calendar for uh, a more robust uh, series of shipments to make their way here to Utah. But can, how about that? October's not that far away. October's not that far away. You and I, you and I can stay this course at least until then. And likely well beyond that. But you and I can do it. You and I can, by September 1st, uh, due to our respecting of all the guidelines, wearing a mask, socially distancing, you and I, by September 1st, can get our seven-day rolling average of positive cases under 400. That challenge laid out by the governor just yesterday. We can do it. We can do it. And there was wonderful information uh, which helped me uh, get more optimistic. All of it in the last hour here. So check that out in the podcast. All right. I'll be honest with you. I talked uh, for as long as I did about what we covered earlier so that I wouldn't have to speak as long about TikTok. (sighs) Because as anyone uh, knows, Amy especially, she knows that uh, TikTok, if I'm going to be talking about TikTok, all I'm really interested in doing is making fun of it. Yeah, I don't understand it. I'm not young and hip enough to participate in it, and I sure as heck don't think that uh, uh, that I'm going to be spending much time of my own uh, on TikTok, either creating content or watching. Is it? It's cat videos, right? Cat videos and clever little dances. And they, uh, they challenge superstars to uh, to harmonize with them. Yeah, I, I, TikTok's not my jam. You see, I said my jam because that that makes me sound hip, right? And young. That's how hip and young people speak. Yeah, like me. TikTok. Okay, the president has set a timeline. Just yesterday, the president issued forth two executive orders, one of them uh, dealing with TikTok. And it says specifically that a U.S. company needs to purchase uh, all uh, operations of TikTok here in the United States, and they need to do it in the next 45 days, or else what? Or else the president will shut down TikTok. How does he do that? See, that's where the real question marks arise. But he has, via executive order, asserted his intention to do so. So we will see. The clock is running. The, uh, the, the company right now looking best poised or positioned to make a purchase like that would be Microsoft, uh, which, as I have read, because I don't know about tech companies. They all seem pretty cool to me. A lot of money, certainly. Uh, was it... Uh, uh, Mark, uh, what's his name, Zuckerberg, just yesterday eclipsed uh, $100 billion in personal net worth. Yeah, now one of only three individuals on the planet to be worth that much. He and Bezos and Bill Gates. Yeah, three individuals on the planet now worth north of $100 billion. That's insane. That's insane. But uh, that's a conversation for another day. Microsoft right now, uh, best poised to make that purchase. Now, uh, to help understand this uh, a little bit and the ramifications of such uh, an executive order, here is a quick comment from TD Ameritrade senior market strategist Sean Cruz. Uh, He says the action is not helping U.S.-China relations. China could view this as an attack on on their technology sector. And if they decide to respond and and make things difficult for some of our tech companies, it actually could have some pretty big implications for U.S. markets. Yeah, I get that. Retaliatory action. How how, how do we not expect that? I mean, I know we are great and mighty, and we do have many tools in our arsenal. uh, But how do we not expect something retaliatory to come uh, from China after an action like this? I don't know. 
I don't know. Uh, last word on this comes. Uh, this is just Wednesday. Uh, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo weighing in on TikTok. Uh, this is before the executive order was issued. He discussed the use of apps from China. We want to see untrusted Chinese apps removed from U.S. app stores. President Trump has mentioned impending action on TikTok, and for good reason. So that impending action uh, has come. Now, I'll admit. I don't understand tech stuff. I don't understand TikTok. I don't understand WeChat. Uh, but I do understand uh, China's desire uh, to get a foothold and to uh, pass, surpass us as, uh, as a superpower. Okay, I do understand and I do believe that there are great efforts uh, being undertaken by the Chinese government uh, to do harm to this country. And if this is one of their tools, then as much as I lack understanding, I do support then any action to, to mitigate the threat posed uh, by the, the wide use of this app. Okay? And, and you understand what they're doing, right? They collect all the data. They collect the personal data. And then uh, it's anyone's game. Who knows what happens with it from there. Uh, so the next 45 days will be interesting. Uh, we will see, uh, first off, if an American company makes this purchase. And second, failing that, we will see how it is that the president uh, intends on outlawing and banning uh, the use and the dissemination of this app here in the United States. Okay, uh, so great. I'm done talking about TikTok. Is that good enough for you, Amy? Did I talk about TikTok enough? Great. Okay, she made me do it. Uh, she, she, she and her friends, they love TikTok. All right, uh, quick break, final segment of the week coming up. We're going to cover a number of topics which we didn't have time to get to earlier in the week. And then I'll say goodbye for the weekend, and I'll join you again on Monday. All right, cleanup segment coming up next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.